All right, pre-show shenanigans. Uh, today I have a story. It's story time. This will relate to something that Grant, uh, unfortunately, is not looking forward to have happen to him. Don't know when it's going to happen. Doesn't doesn't know. It is it is a, it literally just happens randomly, and it will at some point happen. Um, so when Grant and I were in elementary school, just a little bit of context, when we were elementary school. Uh, we were playing tag, and I ran my face into the metal fireman's pole on the playground and completely chipped my entire front tooth. Also, quick side note, really poor design. There's these two giant, like, steel metal beams, like, right next to each other. Both, but, like, and you can, if you're a first grader, you could squeeze through it. Kindergartners yeah. could probably sprint through that and make it through. But <laughs> second graders, well... You're you're eating forehead straight into yeah, that. Yeah, so, so we were we were playing tag, I think, and I turned around to to look at the person behind me, see where they were, and as I turned my face back, I ran straight and square into a metal pool, tooth gone, like half my tooth gone. Uh, went home, had a fully chipped tooth for like three days. Went home, got it fixed. Uh, seven eight years later, randomly fell out during class, an emergency appointment at the doctor at the dentist and uh unbeknownst Wait, to how me many years later this was like eight years later. i was a uh, we happened in third grade and, that and makes then me a little more happy this was um i think senior year of high school oh wow okay so it was junior was senior 11 year 11 years Nine. something like that Nine. yeah i don't I didn't, yeah well, but this anyways had to happen to you earlier than third grade you weren't you weren't there in third grade no, I came back when this happened. Oh, I was I was there oh. for like Running my birthday or something. The beam, okay. I'm not yeah. sure how you got yourself in that situation. But we right. were we were it was uh we were it was a group of people. We we were out at the okay. beach. Um, but but anyways, uh, unbeknownst to me, when your filling falls out for like a chip tooth or something, typically the solution is a root canal which I was not aware of in this situation and I don't like needles. So I went to the dentist expecting them to just fill my tooth uh, with some more whatever. And they were like, well, we have to do something a little bit more permanent for your tooth right now, like so that it lasts longer. And I was like, okay. And they were like, well, uh, we're going to put this beam in here. Like you might feel a little discomfort, but we're going to give you Novocaine. I'm like, no, I'm not doing Novocaine. Because at this point, I still hadn't had my wisdom teeth out or anything. I'd never had numbing stuff, never had cavity, never had anything put in my mouth, and I don't like needles. So uh, I was like, no. So for the next 45 minutes, uh, I'm just sitting there. They have a metal beam that they're putting into my tooth, literally knocking it into my, my root with a hammer, and then they are filling around the beam with like the filling solution. Mm. And... That might be my either first or second kind of hardest like thing that I've ever done. Not like, not by standpoint that it was difficult for me, but meaning like it was like just like, an unbearable oh. pain. I actually don't even like the way that either I was so traumatizing and painful that I remember it as not super painful or I just literally, it just was not that bad, but that makes me feel a little bit. Um, yeah. So I got a metal pole stuck into my, into my tooth, into my root of my tooth, uh, with no numbing, no Novocaine or anything. Yeah. But this plays into your situation now, where you're coming up on your your little deadline here, where yeah, you know I got you're gonna be I got my teeth uh, two years ago, so six years, 
you know, Six I'll years. take that. I'll take but it that. is a case by case basis. Well, let's clarify quick, that. I mean, let's let's embrace debate. Uh, now, remind me again of your teeth, <laughs> your fillings fell out in class. Yeah, so I was in the middle of English okay. class. We were reading books, like we were reading aloud, popcorn reading. And I'm sitting there, and then I I feel I feel like something loose, and it drops into my hand. And I I like looked at my hand. I see the the piece of it off, and I um, feel up here. I'm like, yeah, fuck. Okay, so all right, so I'm thinking about that. Uh, you know, like maybe at the time, embarrassing. I think if that happened to me, I think that'd be hilarious. Oh know, no, I wasn't embarrassed. I was just like, I need to get high this school, fixed. Career. Uh, but let's let's embrace debate, Everett. Uh, what would be the worst situation for me to lose my teeth in six years? The worst well, the, situation. The funniest situation would be that could also apply if you're on the podcast and it just made podcast but, pause. But out. That'd be great you know, content. Let's, let's just think of. Oh, you know what it would be? Your like, DMV photo. That'd be good. While you're getting your That's DMV photo, that would be good. That's Passport too. I was thinking like. Let's say you're like meeting with a client falls out. That's that's a horrible time. You that's know? pretty bad. Uh, I'm thinking like job that. interview. I uh, like maybe like meeting your girlfriend's parents. That's a really bad time. Uh, like wedding, your wedding day. Awful time. Awful, awful time. time. Don't envision myself getting married in six years. But let's say no. But it's just now we're just kind time. of thinking generally. No, 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 I know, I know, I know. Uh. What about a yeah. flight, like an airplane? If you're on the plane, uh, if or is it's that just kind right of like... at the start to a 20 hour flight to <laughs> what, wherever? It? What's the distance just, that's long? It's like Australia. Yeah, Australia. Bad timing. Uh, weddings, weddings, good. Or weddings. start of a like two week long vacation. Really? Yeah, bad I was about to say that. Start of a vacation. Bad timing. If you go on a road trip, uh, if you go on a, a frozen retreat to Antarctica, bad timing. Could be tough. Uh, oh, a cruise. If you're on a cruise. Uh, yeah, Pretty that's bad. bad timing. If you're uh, camping out in the wilderness and it takes you days to get back to like civilization, bad timing. Maybe that's beneficial to you though. So you got a sharper tooth well, you can get I'm, through some stuff with. Uh, I'm not sure if you're, well, I'm not sure if we're hunting with our teeth per se, and I'm I'm not sure how big of an advantage I'll be like eating food, but hey, hey, maybe, maybe. Um, I, I don't quite see that angle, but hey, I'm, I'm yeah. Your first day it. of work, bad bad timing. Bad timing. Yeah, that's bad timing. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking in six years from now, some some bad times that it could happen. Uh, see, here's the thing: is you don't know it. It could happen. It could be early, whenever. It could be, be tomorrow. It could. And it can happen any, I'm ass well, assuming you'd be away. Right I, I would, like, did you have any inkling leading up to it that, ooh, these might be on their way out? Or was No, I, like, it felt a little insane. bit looser because, like, you can kind of see the line on your tooth. Like, it was a little bit more apparent, but I wasn't, like, expecting it to happen anytime soon. It just kind of happened. It's not like you noticed anything. My, my assumption was like, okay, I've had this thing for like eight years now. It's, it's probably, it's, probably gonna, it's it could be, a, it could happen. I wasn't okay. just expecting it to happen, but I did notice it was like, okay, the line where the seal is, is a little bit more like visible. So that, that might be an issue, but 
There's nothing you can yeah. do about it. It's still I mean, just going to yeah. fall out. Yeah, personally, I'm hoping Big Dentist uh, works on a way to to fix that up within the next six years. So some new technology by Big Dentist uh, to you know get that fixed without pain. That's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Uh, you know, gotta gotta have some. Yeah, I, what I'm curious for is if my filling is going to ever fall out. Because uh, oh, you don't know that. Oh, that. I well, I mean, ugh, that's the worst day ever. Getting your root canal re root canaled. Mm-mm. Nope. Do you have to get a reroute or can they use the pole? Take them all out. <laughs> <laughs> Just one, one tooth. No, it's good. way more painful. <laughs> way worse. One hundred percent. Way worse. Way worse. Uh, but yeah, pre-show yeah. shenanigans. All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Waterboy Podcast. Today it is episode one hundred thirty-four, and there is not a lot going on in the sports world right now i've got uh, a decent amount of stuff for us i today, would say though. arguably arguably yesterday uh yesterday trevor bauer starting for the dna bay stars was arguably like the second most exciting thing on in the sports world i guess behind the all-star game uh yeah like it's a weird time right now whoa whoa, 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 whoa. sorry sorry all-star behind game. behind the all-star game and the Waterboy podcast coming out oh oh well you know, I'm thinking, you know, live sports matchups. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're in a little dead stretch right now, and it's not like free agency is very enticing in anything. So, yeah. Uh, All-Star Game, fun fact, Everett. We'll get this over with quickly. Uh, National League beat the American League for the first time since 2012. They were on a 10-game, or, yeah, they were on a 10-game win streak leading into this. Also, before that, the AL had a 13-game unbeaten streak from 1997 to 2009 against the NL. The NL, in between those years, in 2009 to 2012, they, they won all of those. But, but since 1997, the National League has only beaten the American League four times in the last 26 wow. All-Star games. That's kind of surprising given Four the talent that's been that's been on in, in the NL. So I'm a little surprised by that. But even even more separate. The winner of the All-Star game used to determine who got home field advantage for the World Series. So I mean the AL just had an advantage essentially. I'm not going to lie, like I, I kind of the, the NFL or at least I thought the NFL used to do that with the NFC AFC. Obviously it's a little bit different cuz it's not legitimate home field, it's just jerseys. But I kind of like that idea where it's like the the teams, oh, the I conferences. Are, I like the idea of the conf- I like the idea of the conferences like are going are, are like that gives incentive for them to win. Like it's incentive. It, it, I mean, it's stupid. Like for I don't example, think so. I think it's kind of fun. If you're in a hundred twenty win team going up against a ninety five team in the World Series, they get home field advantage. You're just like what? I mean, yeah, that's not that's think true. That's a little... No, that's true. That's true. I mean, that's that's true. But what I'm saying is, like, I think that there's more fun in it, like, as a a, a fan of the sport, that it gives me more incentive to watch that game. Yeah, I I, I get it from that angle. Uh, I just, you know, I that's just like let's let's also say this as as the other doing? thing though. Let's doing? say this. What are we doing? Let's say this is the other thing though. Um, just let the players wear their own team jerseys let's 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 not go the nfl route where you know it's it's oh yeah it's... no they recently had a very nice picture while they're uh announcing the starting lines before the game and it was the last time they did it it's all the nl teams got big dave up there as the manager i think it was like 
2021 or 2019 when it was, but you know what? They, I'm not sure how many jerseys they sold because they looked pretty ugly, but hey, they, they want to sell more. Well, last year's, last year's were the black and gold or white and gold ones, right? That was the, that was the 2021. Yeah. yeah this year they did it like Mariner. But this, this year they did it where it said just national or American. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, if you want to make custom ones for the, the games, right? That's fine, but I think that you should allow each player to have their own team names on the jersey. Uh, Not have it just say national or I mean, that'd be very cool. That's what Uh, they have been doing, though. I don't think so. I don't know. Like last year, last year, the jerseys. jerseys. No, they definitely said National League, American League on them. Uh, No, they, they did not. They were gold with and black with the the name of your team on it really yes angel like for reference this picture has the angels in black with gold lettering that says angels dodgers had white jerseys with gold lettering that said dodgers like i like that i think that's that's I, I like that where each player has their own it's team rather than just. That's interesting. So that's just my opinion. 2021. Oh my God. 2021. Those things look awful. Holy shit. Uh, don't, don't look at those. Don't look at 2021. Uh, Let's look at 2022. 20, uh, you know, <laughs> the best year though was, uh, what was it? 2019, I think. 2018. Last year they did it. Uh, it just looks sick when they're wearing their normal jerseys. Like the NBA yeah. two, that All Star game is sick. Like especially when you throw in the Raptors, and then you get like the purple and black jersey, and it's just so many different colors. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful to see. It's just so many different colors on the screen. I think uh, it's a little bit harder to do in basketball because like, well, the, every team has a white for the homes. And oh, so that's you true. So you can still you want to be the away team, so you yeah. can wear the colors. <laughs> yeah that's fair that's true and um yeah, also like lakers home team like you can't wear the yellows you gotta wear the whites if they're the home team but they always made the lakers away so yeah let's uh let's also address this brain. by the way big brain let's also address this by the way while we're just on baseball um you know it's late in the draft when random players are getting uh drafted that may never even oh, yeah. it's like get through it the best part uh that is the most entertaining part of the draft we had a 14 year old get drafted by i think it was like the white Sox or something um that was great uh but the biggest name in, in all of it is uh dj ugulele uh butcher that one try I mean, it one more time <laughs> you 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 ugulele? said i mean i'll you said I, all I want to address is when you said his first name first. You said Ungalele the, the first time that we were going. Well, through this we were yes. What I did swear I say? You said Unga 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 I don't even know. I mean, Uigalele. I that said hilarious. Uigalele. Uh, that's what I said. I said Uigalele. Yeah, I. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we took him round twenty. I mean, that's that's the steal of the draft. Uh, we just uh, confirmed. Uh, a four-peat of World Series starting around 2028 uh, until around like 20. Next, he is listed as a two-way it. player. That's what I'd like to address. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we just drafted, well, two-way player, but he'll also be playing in the NFL. So 
two-way so baseball player, three-way player, athlete, uh, athlete. So three-way player. Yeah, I mean, he'll be playing three positions. Well, also, let's not get too ahead of ourselves in the NFL yet. I, I mean, he still has got a little bit to, to prove this next season. Oh, um, I'm more so thinking of like a more so like a PR stunt, kind of like what Urban Meyer did signing Tim Tebow as a tight end. You know, temporarily, oh, I, I gotcha. okay. he'll be on an NFL team. Temporary, like, yeah, yeah, I can see. Okay, you know, I maybe gotcha. a peace squad. Like, I think that still qualifies. You know, if yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan gets praised for playing in double A, I think that's going to count for DJ. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's I, would, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's only yeah. fair. It's only fair. Yeah, it's only fair. It's so, only fair. Yeah. I mean, with all those things in mind. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to, like, look up some other crazy uh, MLB draft picks. And I just found a, a list of unusual players or people selected in the MLB draft. So uh, fun fact, Tom Brady drafted round 18 out of high school. So, I mean, things have changed obviously, but according to the scouts, Tom Brady is a better baseball player than DJ. So keep that in mind, everyone. Tom Brady could have done it. Uh, Matt Castle drafted round 36 by our favorite, the Oakland A's, uh, of course. Uh, Dante they like Culpepper, picking a lot. They like round. 26. They like picking a lot of uh, NFL players. The A's. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, Cole Pepper, round twenty-six, Yankees PR stunt. Eric Decker was drafted twice, round thirty-nine by the Brewers and round twenty-seven by the Twins. John Elway from Minnesota went to went to UM. Yeah, yeah, he was an outfielder for Minnesota. Played on the baseball team there makes sense if he was drafted twice or else like what the hell uh john elway yada yada marshall fall did not did not interesting. know that one uh interesting kyle long <laughs> former guard was drafted uh to play what Packers. position uh pitcher yeah he threw heat oh yeah he threw wow fast. oh wow Oh, it gets a lot of power behind that fast. Coming ball. for Bartolo Colon's job. Uh, Johnny Manziel drafted round 28 by the San Diego Padres. <laughs> that makes sense. That adds Dan up. Reno, uh, Matt Moore, and of, of course, Kyler Murray. Oh, Golden Tate. Twice. Golden Tate round 42 and round 50. Okay. Are there, so are there non-NFL players on this list or is this exclusively NFL players? There's some NBA. Uh, not sure if you know this guy, Charlie Ward. You definitely don't. Uh, you know Russ. You know Jameis. No, that's it. That's it. I'm just looking for when they randomly get the rights to like an elementary schooler, which they do. They do do. I mean, I'm I'm old enough to remember when I think it. I oh, I think it was legit. Like Lane Kiffin when he was head coach at USC in like 2012, he offered like a seven year old. Of course he did. It's, I mean, it's Lane Kiffin. I was like, all right, it's um, kind of baller. I respect USC now. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, last little interesting news around the MLB. The Cardinals are selling. The Cardinals, who I expected them to win the division. They won it last year. We, I mean, we both it. did. They get we Wilson both thought Contreras, they upgrade at center, replacing Molina. We're all thinking they made the moves. What, what, ends up, what ends up us realizing, though, is Molina was the glue. Yep, he was the glue. He, it was he the was, glue. He was everything that embodied the St. Louis Cardinals. And if he's not there, there's nothing there. Uh, so, yeah, Cardinals fire sale. We'll, we'll see where those players get dealt. I'm not Just saying Arenado go after, like, Goldschmidt or Arenado. 
I'm more so looking at their guys like coming up on our that we can get. Those are guys, Ryan. You Hells. think you think that they they would sell Arenado or Goldschmidt? Uh, maybe we wouldn't get them. Like we don't. No, I know. I just as a general uh, statement. I I mean they probably should. If they are selling, then yeah. Uh, well, like Goldschmidt, I think he's on a Goldschmidt is on a shorter deal, so like you will be able to get more teams interested in it because it's a shorter deal. It's not that not as big of a risk, but Arenado might be locked up to like 2028. I'm sure he got some contract after last season. Definitely Uh, got some contract after last season. Let's be honest. Yeah. So with, with that Arenado, it's like, if you're going to trade for him, like that's a contract you're taking on. So it's like a little more planning. We're not going to do that, but yeah. Uh, Maybe the Padres. Well, the Padres like doing those kind of things. Um, yeah, could, yeah, why don't they just move Arenado to second, right? Let me <laughs> stay at third. It's like, what are what are you guys doing? Um, okay, quick thing on I have for college football. Uh, I know you have some stuff as well. I mean, sorry, uh, I, I just got to say one last thing on the Padres. Let's say they were to do that. They literally have to get like men's softball players to be their relievers because they wouldn't have money they wouldn't even be able to like pay their minor leaguers like they literally have to find dudes for five thousand dollars a year that would just be willing to pitch for the padres i'll do it that's how dire it would oh yeah i'd do it too i'd do it (laughs) we get the daughters and i'm literally going underhand from the mound just just right down the middle (laughs) just lightly tossing it up for them no yeah i mean i was like recently we're playing wiffle ball like we had someone as a universal pitcher but still like on a team hitting kind of a loophole when he's pitching against his own team just literally meatballs right down the middle every time bit of a loophole bit of a loophole you got to have even numbers for wiffle but yeah uh moving on college football uh college football okay moral of the day boys story of the day you got to have even numbers for wiffle go on the uh and don't run into a metal pole that's the other that's the other moral for the day or if you do have odd numbers the last man's got to ump sorry man you got to <laughs> ump um okay so one thing that i have is is specific to quarterbacks this season uh and the way that uh some scouts and some coaches are seemingly making them out to be and this is drake man this is specific to drake man what do you have to say about Drake May? So this is shit on let me May. let me just let me just read let me just read the it's this general that. tweet. Okay, there's a couple different parts to it, but okay. Drake May is reportedly J- Joe Burrow as an NFL prospect, according to Trent Dilfer, uh, our oh, favorite. We can't do anything with him. We can't. We can't do anything. I know, but with Trent Dilfer, but, but go on. Uh, many wait, NFL wait, he, scouts. Wait, Trent Dilfer is now a college coach. Where where is he? Yes, coaching? he's USF's college. He's USF's coach. It seems like a recruitment attempt. Not sure how well it's going to work, but <laughs> this is tampering, uh, uh, NCAA. You can't be saying that about another player. That's tampering. Many NFL scouts reportedly believe May would have been the first overall pick in several of the previous drafts. Many NFL scouts also reportedly believe there is a chance that Drake May could go before Caleb Williams, depending on team preference. That is the most far-fetched thing oh, uh, that I no, think no, no, I've ever heard. I, it's not that far-fetched, far-fetched, to, to be honest. To have like, him go over well, Caleb sound. Williams. Just, just, well, just hear this out. Hear this out. Like, things can happen going into this next season. Things can happen. Now, obviously, Caleb just won the Heisman. 
we saw what he could do. Obviously, there's that. But I just want to say, Drake May, very good. Drake no, May he is, is very good. I, I, he, is, he is very good, and I'll give him that. I actually but, uh, agree with, like, that opinion that in recent drafts, like, maybe, well, yeah, by nature of that, number one off the board. But, like, I think he would be QB1 in a lot of drafts recently. I would say, well, the, the Joe Burrow year. Not the Trevor Lawrence I, year either. No, that's Blonde Jesus. <laughs> what was it? Was it fields over him? I'm biased. So was listen to me. Was Trevor Lawrence three seasons ago? Right. Uh, I believe he was 2020. Who was in between him and Trayvon? Oh no, that was Trayvon Walker year. Um, no, but I I I agree Who was that the first Drake quarterback in 2021. Hmm? Who was the first quarterback off the board 2021? Can't say I remember that one. <laughs> it might have been a weak class. Who was? Who was or it's brutally obvious, and we're just, I mean. Yeah, that's also really possible. Zach Wilson? Uh, no, well, no, no, no. It says 2021 NFL draft was uh, Trevor Lawrence and stuff. Uh, 2022 is Trayvon Walker. 2020 was Joe Burrow. Out. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Burrow, Lawrence, and then I don't know which one it was Walker, Latin, like this past season, Walker's year. It was Malik. No, because it was the it was a terrible QB draft where we thought everybody was going to get Malik Willis first round, and then he fell to the fourth. The first, oh, the, yeah. Oh, the first quarterback off the board was Kenny Pickett. Like that yeah. draft? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Drake yeah. Yeah. 100%. The first 100%. Off the board. <laughs> Arguably, first pick the Jaguars trade for and still land Trayvon Walker. But look, I, I think that May is a great quarterback. I think that he is, he is, uh, an elite prospect and I don't I'm not criticizing that but what I am criticizing is anything short of Caleb Williams having the disaster season or having an injury I cannot see a team drafting having preference for Jake Drake May over Caleb Williams yeah, I, I just know, if I, Caleb I can't really if, speak behalf if on Caleb that, very biased when it comes if to Caleb that, Williams so. is on the board if, if he's available if you go with Drake May like it's something doesn't make sense to me. Like that's a Bo Callahan situation. Like something's got to be wrong with Caleb Williams. Yeah. Like his teammates did not go to his birthday party. That's like they the only, not. that's the only thing where I'm like, you know what? You got a point. You got a point. All right. You got to go. May. The teammates didn't go to Caleb. Oh, you got to go Drake. May. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, Drake May's Drake May's very impressive. And also like, there's just a lot of things that he checks the boxes that the NFL likes 6'4, 225, big. They like that. Yeah. Passed very well, 66% completion, uh, 4,300 yards, 38 touchdowns, seven picks, 700 rushing yards, seven rushing touchdowns. They like that. Look, like, I, I, so, I also don't, I think it's very clear that Drake May and Caleb Williams will be the first two quarterbacks off the board this next year. I don't think that that is in any way in, in doubt, but. I think that to say that Drake may, assuming Caleb Williams just plays the way we're going to expect him to, I don't think there's anything Drake may could do, even if he has the best season he's had to date, that would propel him over Caleb Williams for this next season for the draft. It'd have to be Joe Burrow-esque and North Carolina's national champions. (laughs) Literally. That's it. That's, that actually is what's going to have to happen. And I hate to say it ever, but, there's a 0% chance of that happening. So uh, <laughs> it's impossible. Brown, you heard it here first. Caleb Williams 
is guaranteed to go number one overall in the draft uh, next year. Still think Drake May is like, depending on team. Actually, I wasn't. No, he, I mean, he two, can go if the Cardinals top have five two. still. Well, I'm thinking the Cardinals still, depending on who's trading up, might like trade down to like four and still get Marv and then have the number four pick. I don't know. Don't forget they have the Texans pick, so they might have. No, no that's to. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, like, but, they can have, yeah. like, one and two. They trade one to whoever wants Caleb. Obviously, you trade up one. Or if they want to take Caleb, you could do that. You get rid of Kyler. I'm not sure what picks they get for Kyler, but that's another probably one. Probably not. I'd probably not. He is a quarterback, so the value's high, but the contract is terrible coming off injury. So, no, I, know. I don't really well, know. It's a pet. Like, I mean, the best case scenario for the Cardinals is they lose a lot of games, but Kyler looks amazing. That's the best case scenario. Like, yeah. He also, <laughs> I don't know when Kyler Murray's going to come back from his ACL tears. Yeah, that's another thing. That's the other problem. So, yeah, but Drake May, I like him a lot, to be completely honest. You know, I mean, we're Team Kyle McCord. Don't get me wrong, but I would have loved if Drake May was the starting quarterback for Ohio State. But, okay, speaking of Ohio State, moving on. Uh, you know, we're trying it out today. Everett and I trying some roster. Whoops. What just whoa? Me? Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Okay, yeah. I mean, things things are not going good over here with my toaster uh computer, but we're doing some roster predictions, some you know, some increased playing time, some decreased playing time, some surprising cuts make the teams not make the teams you know college there there are no like cuts but nfl it's a little different you know so sl- slight differences there uh but here are my ohio state predictions increase decrease playing time next season uh start off with the increase or actually here trevion henderson xavier johnson Jaden ballard Caden curry Mike Hall, Tyleek Williams, CJ Hicks, and Sonny Styles all going to get increased playing time. And Dallin Hayden, Julian Fleming, and Steel Chambers decrease playing time. Uh, I'm not sure how much you know these guys, Everett, but I do know that you think Trevion Henderson is essentially worth a bag of, of rocks. So I'm I don't think that, no, but but using your own rankings, Mayan Williams is the better running back. So I would be surprised well, if both well, of them were healthy. Well, that... the thing is, Mayan Williams, he did get a lot of snaps last year. I don't see him losing any necessarily. I don't really see him like gaining any necessarily. Uh but Trevion was hurt last year didn't play that much. I do see him taking over at least leading in snap counts on the team for production too. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully guys. Uh, but Trayvon Henderson, you know, just real quick ever, just fun, fun little fact of the day. Uh, his freshman year at Ohio state, he averaged 6.8 yards per carry 1,248 rushing yards on 183 carries. 15 touchdowns and four receiving 19 touchdowns that year. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's the best running back we have on the team when healthy. So, we so why is Mayan Williams ranked ahead of him in your running back rankings? Cause it's after last year. 
your words. Well, how is it my words? What? This is you it's your rankings. It's your preference. It's your rankings. It's your preference. I had nothing yeah, going to do into with that. next year. Okay. I mean, yeah, I put in mine <laughs> and above Trevion going into next year. I still think Trevion's better. And I think Trevion's gonna do better if healthy. Little asterisk. Okay. Um I don't know if he's healthy. Being dead on dead ass. No idea. No clue. I think you'll find stopped, out week one. He stopped tweeting after he got hurt, and Ohio State fans were all like, What the fuck? You gotta get on the field, dude. He's like, I'm done. Uh, so can't blame him there. Uh, but yeah, him. Uh X-Man, Xavier Johnson, our receiver, hit that spin move on Georgia. Uh, I think next year, Ohio State's actually gonna try to get somewhat of like a four five man rotation because that last receiver spot julian fleming on my decrease list julian fleming just isn't quite it and i kind of want some speed on the field at that other receiver spot so xavier johnson stretch field a little bit and Jaden ballard those are our two fastest receivers so get some stretch field guys down there uh we're having some some DN departures, uh, some some big vets who were coming off the bench last year behind the super sophomores, now super juniors. But now we got sophomores coming off the bench. Caden Curry, he's the one who actually got PT last year. I expect him to be the first man to come in, but I don't see like crazy DN rotations like this year. I don't see like crazy D tackles though. Mike Hall, my hero. He was hurt last year. He, I think he messed up something in his upper body week three and it lingered the whole yeah, season. Yeah, those are pretty hard to recover from. So, especially if yeah. it's like your back, it's like long, it's kind of long term. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's that him and Ty Leak, those are my boys. CJ Hicks, he was the five star linebacker out of Ohio that did not me, play a single snap last year, Everett. Let me also ask you this question, by the way. This is this is on Ohio State, but it's a little bit off of what you've been you're talking about right now. It's just something that I I just thought about. But going in this season, would you have rather had Quinn Ewers for this one season, or would you rather have Kyle McCord? I mean, after seeing Quinn Ewers last year, uh, you know, did not not very interested. Uh but we're assuming he would have sat and probably developed like this would have been his first year playing instead of playing last year. No, he just sat like with that, like, ho- like with like all the expectations and stuff, like ideally, yes. And I'm just going to say, yeah, yeah, I trust Ryan Day to develop him better than Sark, but I don't know him like going to Texas and stuff. Like also, I think he was the only guy to have his NIL deal announced, like, of the freshman class. Like, I don't know. It seemed to me like he might have been using Ohio State. I don't know. I don't know. But, Kyle, like, Kyle McCord, we just, like, have – I haven't really seen much. Like, spring game, can't really take much from it. But it's not like he was, like, amazing in that. So, yeah, I mean, yes. But, like, I don't really know. Like, Comic we don't know. How do you feel about him? Uh, I, like, I just don't really have much to go off of, like, while he's been at Ohio State. I mean, the only things I like is that he was Marv's quarterback in high school. He was a five-star coming out of high school. Pretty sure he won the Elite 11. Like, 
he's so yeah he has the accolades he has the accolades you know, like yeah yeah it's but it's just i just haven't like it the same thing was like i was thinking the same thing about cj before his first start at ohio state two years ago like i just i didn't know so yeah i don't know like Dwayne, i at least saw him the year before come in for the michigan game and like start throwing i was like Okay, I feel good about that. Like, yeah, you Justin you had some Fields, you had some like, live oh, action. Like, you know, I I, I had yeah. some, like, but CJ and for Kyle, I just I've never seen them play before. I think Kyle McCord like might have two career pass attempts in college football. So like, I I have nothing to go off of. Yeah, he's got a great supporting cast though. It helps having him. I mean, arguably, <laughs> probably one of the best, if not the best offensive and supporting clock like, he was his quarterback in high school so i mean that connection yeah. you know that's the one two punch we're looking for so yeah yeah we like it um yeah. okay all right uh let's move i got i got a decent amount of stuff at least on the vikings for the nfl i don't know if you have anything nfl related um or i should just kind of go no, but uh yeah no no not not important yeah not really things will pop up but yeah Nothing, uh, nothing noteworthy. So I, there's there's going to be a very long segment on the Vikings today. Uh, so I hope everybody is excited, happy, and ready to tune in. Uh, but the first thing first, one, th- these are both kind of Kirk Cousins related things right now. Uh, there's a video going around where Justin Jefferson is giving his top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And he doesn't mention Kirk Cousins. And everybody is like, oh, my God, Justin Jefferson doesn't want to be on the Vikings. He's saying that he should go to like he doesn't he, he wants to go to these other teams. I saw Bears fans being like Justin Jefferson's hyping up just like Justin Fields. He's going to want to come to the Bears. Dude, shut up. Like that's that is so unbelievable. Sorry, sorry, I was raised. Justin Fields. Uh, you, now you got me interested. So now now you're making me repeat myself. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I was, I just read a, a startling, startling takeaway that I just saw. But keep going. Did you get at least the context for for everything? I, I literally processed Justin Fields. Great, great. I'm just reading great. something that does conflict with an upcoming segment that will be upcoming. But hey, hey, hey it's okay. Didn't apologize to the fans for me repeating this. Um, there has been a tweet circulating of. Justin Jefferson giving his top five quarterbacks where he left off Kirk Cousins. And everybody's been blowing it out of proportions uh-huh. because they're like, oh my God, Justin Jefferson doesn't want to be on the Vikings. He doesn't like Kirk. Uh, people were, I saw Bears fans tweeting about how Justin Jefferson's hyping up Justin Fields and he thinks he's going to do well this year. And that means he wants to come to the Bears. And like that is the most un- just this is the stupidest stupidest thing that could possibly get blown up and on top of that other fan bases being like actually like serious about the fact that they're saying that justin jefferson doesn't want to play for for the vikings that is that is stupid and i like i i will never understand the media taking things like these and blowing it up like dude is kirk cousins a top five quarterback in the nfl no oh yeah Oh, no, sorry, no, sorry. he's not. No, he's not. And Kirk, Kirk knows he's not a top five quarterback in the NFL. And if Kirk, if Justin Jefferson was there with Kirk and Justin Jefferson was like, yeah, Kirk, you're number five, whatever. Kirk would be like, well, golly, like, thank you for 
for putting me there, but I don't deserve to be there. And he still, even afterwards mentioned that he, he, uh, he, he would like to, I mean, he still put Kirk behind him. He was like, I, I'm very, like, I love Kirk. I'm happy about Kirk. You know, I'm happy with Kirk. I'm happy where I am, but it shouldn't be in the top five, no matter what. And you shouldn't be making a big thing out of the list out of his top five with Kirk not being there, especially making it seem like he doesn't want to be there anymore. He hates Kirk Cousins. Like, that's not the case I'm sorry whatsoever. I missed this, but he had Joe Burrow one, correct? Because he'd be really... Uh, Patrick good. Mahomes. Oh, that's... Joe Burrow was three, I think. Burrow, I don't I don't oh, remember. What? He put... Well, oh, now that's... This tweet, now, this now tweet was from... Jefferson is picking enemies. Joe Burrow is three. Joe Burrow was three. The whole point of that was to send shade to Joe Burrow. So there's some happen between them two, Everett. That's what this rank. That's is not the me. point of this. Um, no, 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 no. How is Joe Burrow not one? That's his easy answer. Aaron Rodgers was two. Uh, all right. Other thing with with Kirk wow. Cousins, and this is also from the media, by the way, that's blowing this shit out of proportions. Uh, get up, uh, or whatever. It's an ESPN. I think it's Get Up, ESPN, ESPN segment. They had a, a which NFC North quarterback would you most like to have to take you like to get a, to win one game in clutch and in, in clutch time, like two minute drill, whatever. Right. We had two people say Justin Fields, two people say Jared Goff, no mention of Kirk Cousins and obviously no mention of Jordan Love, because why the hell would Jordan Love be mentioned? My whole argument here is about him, just like Kyle McCord. I, I would accept both. I would accept Jared Goff because of what he did last year. Justin Fields, the entire argument present was premised on his ability to run. The dude has not been able to throw. He like we have not seen Bad great offense. great things out of him on the Bears. Kirk Cousins won the most games ever to come like like in an eight point margin to to come back and win. Had the biggest comeback in NFL history, and is not mentioned at all. And he's really nice. That, that, I mean, yeah, that's the biggest part. That's, that's the most important part. But I, it's just, it's amusing to me how disrespectful the media is to the Vikings fan base and to Vikings players because every single time there's a situation like this, the Vikings are immediately tossed aside. Like they, they don't exist. Nothing that they have matters. And they take all these other players who like are on teams that make no more noise or whatever just so that they get more, like, at least have some transparency here. Like it's, it's egregious to how, how obvious these things are. And I mean, come on, it's just disrespectful. Uh, yeah. But you know, that, that's my that, little, that's that my little, that's my little rant. Seemed like it was more of, it seemed like, like that question, like which man would you want? It's more of just like a name question. It's like, it, who's the, it's the not sexy it, option. Yeah, but I mean, Kirk Cousins is not the sexy option. But by by everything that he's done, he is the most clutch quarterback out of all of the ones in the NFC North. So I mean, arguably, based off what he did last year, he's the he's the most clutch quarterback in the NFL right now. Heard it here. Just based off of, I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying that's literally what it is. But if we just based off last season, Patty, if we based off last season, then yeah. Okay. All right. But high praise for Kirk. We love it. We love it. Anyways, big Viking segment today, unrelated to all that. Um, Today we have a roster 
projection roster breakdown. Yeah, that was just like uh, the lead into the Vikings segment. Just had to get that <laughs> out, everyone. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a, I had have my rant moment uh, for the day. But we have a roster projection roster breakdown. Depending on how this does, we might do it for other teams. Uh, we might do it never again. We'll see. But yeah, we'll see. as a as a Vikings fan, uh, I know that everybody's just kind of interested on in these kind of things. I personally am. So I'm just going to quickly break all this down. I'm going to start with uh, my surprise keepers, surprise cuts for the team entering this next season, uh, what I think could happen essentially. And then I'll get through the offense and the defense. Um, but just for the start, here are the surprising cuts and surprising keeps. We'll start with the keeps then do the cuts at the end. It keeps for offense, defense, then do cuts at the end. For the offense, we're going to keep both Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall, Ty, Ty Chandler and Brandon Powell. On the defense, Jawan Williams, Tay Gowen, Troy Dye, Ivan Pace Jr., Sheldon Day, and Andre Carter. Now for the cuts, they're going to cut Kenny Nwangwu and Ross Blacklock. Those are the surprise cuts and keeps uh, from what I think. I don't necessarily know how surprising overall uh, a lot of those defensive keeps would be because obviously they're kind of known commodities right now on the team. And there's a lot, it's a kind of position battles, but uh, I think comparatively to, to a couple of the players that are on the team that could make the roster or that wouldn't make the roster that do make it like practice squad. Uh, I'll kind of put that out there overall. For the, uh, for the offense, uh, quarterbacks, they're going to have three. Kirk Cousins, Nick Mullins, and Jaron Hall. Running backs, they're going to have three in Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler, and Dwayne McBride. All three of them make the roster. Kenny Nwangu does not. The reason I say that is because with the rule changes to the kickoff return, and that being his major commodity for why like he's so important to the team, with that being changed, there's not really a reason to have him on a roster spot. I love him, but I think with him being on the biggest contract or long, having been on the team the longest outside of Alexander Madison, that means his contract expiring soon. It just makes sense to have him keep the two dudes that they, they just recently drafted. CJ Ham makes the team wide receivers that keep six, Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Jordan Addison, Jalen Naylor uh, at four over Jalen Rieger and Brandon Powell. Tight ends to keep three, TJ Hawkinson, Josh Oliver and Johnny Mutt. Nick Muse makes the practice squad. Tackles, nobody really cares, but for the offensive line, to be honest. But uh, I know you are the resident offensive lineman. Uh, Christian Darison, Blake Brandle make up the left tackles. Ezra Cleveland is the only left guard. Garrett Bradbury and Austin Schlotman make up the centers. Ed Ingram and Chris Reed make up the right guards. Rest in Our peace, Kirk, Kirk Cousins' feet. Uh, right tackles of Brian O'Neill and Ollie Udo. For the defensive side of the ball, free safeties, we only have two. Cam Bynum's going to get the start, starting not to begin the year because Lewis Seen, even if he's fully healthy, still didn't get much playing time last year. So kind of kind of ease him in there. But I think Lewis Seen will quickly take that role from him. He's the second safety there. Strong safeties, Harrison Smith, Josh Metellus, and Jay Ward all make the team. Uh, Jay Ward being the rookie we just drafted. Corners. Byron Murphy, Andrew Booth at two, a Caleb Evans at three, Makai Blackman at four, Jawan Williams and Tate Gowen make out the rest of it. Outside linebackers, this also is contingent on where they put Andre Carter, but let's say he plays outside linebacker. 
We have Daniil Hunter, DJ Wanham, and Andre Carter. Middle linebackers, Brian Asamoah gets the one. Jordan Hicks, Troy Dye, and Ivan Pace fill out the rest. Outside linebacker, other side, Marcus Davenport and Patrick Jones, the second. Benson Whitley might be a practice squad guy there. For the defensive line, Dean Lowry, Azezi Ate. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm not uh, gonna let's, lie. let's rip that one more time. Otto Mayo. Otto Mayo. I think it's Otto Mayo. J- and James Lentz at left end. Defensive tackles are Chris Tonga, Sheldon Day, and Jacqueline Roy. Right ends, nose tackles, whatever. Harrison Phillips and Jonathan Ballard. And then we have a kicker and obviously the goaded punter of all time, Ryan Wright. So that kind of makes up the uh, the roster projections. It's a little bit over. I think there's 55 people, but you do get the swing two players from the practice squad. I don't think it's officially a 53-man roster anymore. Um, in total, I think it's 50, you can have 55. So that's the projections as of now. Things are due to change. We'll see how this segment works out. But uh, any questions from the peanut gallery? Uh, yeah. What about your long snappers? Still repping Andrew DiPaola? Uh, what are we Andrew DiPaola, yeah. Okay. Forgot him, okay. forgot that okay. he exists. That's on me. I'll put the finger up. Uh, just, uh, he is, just checking in, just checking He in. is an all-pro. He is an all-pro long snap, okay. snapper. And I, I appreciate you for reminding me. I, I got, You know, you got to give the long snappers some love. You so, know, If there was a random guy on the team I had to bring up or would remember to bring up, it was him. Uh, so, yeah, uh, real quick, uh, I'm just looking online at your depth chart. Uh, it appears that currently your fourth string right tackle is Jackie Chan. I thought he was a right guard. Regardless, his name is Jackie Chen. Yeah, it is. He has to make the team. Uh, just practice squad, maybe. Do you know the T-shirts you could sell with that? Did you I mean, have that, a? You have an idea? That might get Shohei to come over. That might get it to happen. <laughs> to the Twins. Yeah, Minnesota, big time. Uh, great, perfect. You know, uh, just a known for their Japanese cuisine, uh, Minnesota, really. So it makes sense. Everything adds up. Uh, yeah, but th- that's that's great. That's that's amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, in terms of let's talk about, you know, some some starters, uh, some some movement that you could see uh, in terms of offense. Could you see any starters getting taken over? at any point any movement around um well okay so right now right now kj osborne i have listed as the number two wide receiver i think it's very clear by the end of the season uh, that jordan we just lost to panama in the gold cup semis we lost five four on penalties go on yeah um yeah, but Jordan Addison, obviously, I think everybody's pretty aware that he's going to take over KJ Osborne's two spot. I'm expecting Alexander I expect Madison. that to happen. Um, this is a question I have, though. Do you expect Jordan Addison to ever even threaten to overtake TJ Hawkinson in terms of the order of target share? Because in my opinion, I think it's nailed, nailed in. Jetta's one, Hawk two. Addison three. I think it depends on the progress. Like, I, I don't think that it's, 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 it's like an option kind of thing where it's, it's like your first read, you're going to Justin Jefferson. No, second no, no, read, I know. I'm just saying Hawkinson. at the end of the day, when they count up who got targeted the most, 
I think that I think that the way it works is it's Justin Jefferson and then it's whoever's open next. It's not really going to be like a, it's it's KG Osborne over TJ Hawkins or TJ Hawkins over Jordan Addison or Jordan Addison over all of them. It's it's just who's open. No, no, I, I, think, I get that, but by nature, I I do think I think it, that I just they, there's have definitely a tough time seeing Jordan Addison getting more. I think I think that there the, when TJ Hawkinson, I think TJ Hawkinson is that security blanket kind of thing. So I I think that the likelihood, if you want to put it that way, then TJ Hawkinson would be above Jordan Addison. Um, but I think that Jordan Addison and like everybody else says, I think that he's going to have a lot of open targets now with the, the weapons that are there with Justin Jefferson. But we all have to keep in mind, by the way, last year when we were watching the team after TJ Hawkinson got there, we, the things we're saying that Jordan Addison are going to have happen and he's going to get open because everybody's going to be unjustified. We got to remember that we had seen that last year because that was just the way things were, and it didn't always work out. So we just have to keep that in mind. I mean, um, down the stretch, Hawk was essentially like averaging double-digit targets a game. Like I, yeah. So, like so, I think I just think Hawk's a focal point of the offense. No, he where, definitely is. He definitely he he was definitely. And as a Jordan Addison dynasty manager, looking at this year, I definitely think TJ Hawk's going to outgain Jordan Addison. Just just thinking about it. He Jordan Addison would have to really take big leaps. I think that he he will just innately because I, I think that he kind of com- ended up commanding because Adam Thielen. I'm going to just be honest with everybody. Adam Thielen did not really play up to what his standards were at the end of last year, and when TJ Hawkinson came, legend though, you know, Viking legend, legend, legend. legend. But when TJ Hawkinson came. Uh, it definitely he took over that that kind of role that Adam Thielen had. The other thing that I'll say is I'm expecting uh, Jalen Naylor to take over the wide receiver sport sport four job from Jalen Rieger or Brandon Powell. I'm expecting Alexander Madison to probably lose shares as the as the uh, season goes on. Uh, on the defensive side, I think that uh, a Caleb Evans might end up taking that corner two job from Andrew Booth. Lewis Cena will take over from Cam Bynum. That's really not that surprising. Um, and I think Ivan Pace Jr. is going to end up being the second linebacker by the end of the year. The okay. second inside linebacker over Jordan Hicks. Uh, all right. If you were going to, you know, what's one position group that you're most concerned about for the Vikings this upcoming year? There's a lot. Uh, right guard is a big one. Left and right guard. I'm concerned about both those positions. Uh, I am concerned about the secondary and the cornerbacks because they're all outside of Byron Murphy. None of them really have any experience. Caleb Evans had some last year. Andrew Booth really didn't play. When he did play, he was a liability. Um, but – Look, if I'm going to be honest with everything, if I'm looking at this team and I'm looking at these are the biggest issues, defense overall is still a liability. The defensive line is basically not – there's no big names on the defensive line, and I'm not counting Daniel Hunter or, or Marcus Davenport because I'm going to count them as kind of floating edges by the way I'm expecting it to be played. Um, cornerbacks are really young, and then the left and right guard, but – I mean, we brought in Brian Flores for a reason. He's going to improve the defense. We're going to be fine. Okay. So there, Vikings break down. Uh, 
Now, I mean, outlook of your division, Lions are like the biggest threat, but like, you know, it's Detroit. So at the end of the day, guys, probably going to win the division again, get into the playoffs. Last year, 13-4 and four season, do you think you guys can do that again? Well, when I did uh, the record predictions, no, I don't. I th- this was another set changes segment. Changes after the full deep dive on the roster review. No. Any changes, updates? Okay. No. So, so I think we I had him going ten and th- seven. Seven? No, ten. Ten and seven, or, or maybe it was eleven and six. One or the other. But yeah, ten wins, ten eleven wins season. Yeah. So uh, there's some things to to ponder and consider when we're going over the Vikings, but. You got one more thing, Everett. I do. Uh, there's been information that has been provided <laughs> mid mid episode uh, on this list, but uh, we're so we're gonna have to make some adjustments here uh, live. But really, don't think it's that big of uh, of a deal. What we have is the top ten defensive lines in the NFL. The issue at hand no, that no, we no, are it's okay. Just throw them, throw that uh those boys out and uh toss in my boys, the Washington Commanders. <coughs> you want them oh, at you 10? You thought I was gonna say Chargers for a second, did you? No, you yeah, want them Washington. at 10? Yeah. At 10? Okay. Maybe even higher, but we'll put them there just because you know, opposite of Montez Sweat, question marks on Chase Young, but the two down linemen nasty and sweat the uh the issue the issue that we had at hand was we had the jaguars ranked in this top 10 we found out hey hey shout out my man davon hamilton he got his money that is my guy they did fantastic last year they were top in pressure rates top in 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 uh running yards allowed the issue is they lost some lost players some production we did, we did not realize it happened so they had to and be you removed know what trayvon walker list. is is getting in there but hey everett even ourselves we we joked have we heard a, a thing about no. trayvon walkers no we haven't so yeah uh okay let's do 10 to 1 defensive line rankings on the fly here we go Commanders, Dolphins, Chiefs, Cowboys, Steelers, Browns, Patriots, Jets, Eagles, and the 49ers. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, you know, we taking dives at all these looking down. You know, the big change that happened, uh, if we're just looking at the two big dogs, uh, Javon Hargrave going from Philly to San Fran. Uh, San Fran, their D line right now on paper. Disgusting. Bosa, uh, holy shit. Eric Armstead, Drake Jackson, those Kinlaw guy. Huh? Kinlaw. Kinlaw's there. Not fantastic, but he's there. Kinlaw. Javon no, Kinlaw. But, but what I'm saying is that the Niners, I that fire that firepower is there. Who, now the Eagles was, are deeper. I'll, Who I was there think. before with an uh, opposite edge of Bosa before Drake Jackson took over the job? So I feel like there was somebody there before. I I feel like they've had like a rotating do- door there. Uh, I think there was somebody else last year who was, who was there. I'm just, 
I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, you know, I. Can't say I know that one off the top of my head, Everett. But yeah, uh, the 49ers, it's you got the Bosa, you got the D tackles. Uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, really, just just to look. Yeah, and the, the one thing that I do want, oh, they have Cleveland Farrell. You can't forget about him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Legend. Um, the one thing that I'm going to address is, one, Steelers fans complaining that the Browns are above you. Let's clarify this. The Browns signed, or the Browns got Zadarius Smith. They signed Dalvin Tomlinson. They have Miles Garrett. Okay. It's really, I mean, it's very, very clear that they have a better overall set of pass rushers on the defensive line, just the defensive line in general, uh, than the Steelers. Jordan Elliott's there, Maurice Hurst. But also, I understand, look, Cam Hayward's good. You have Larry Ogunjobi. You have TJ Watt. And you guys are good every year, but just on a standpoint for what the possibilities of this are, I have to put them above you. Okay. The other thing. Okay. Uh, the other know, thing. I I'm excited to read the Alex Highsmith comments, but that's all right. Alex isn't Alex Highsmith an inside linebacker? Fourteen and a half sacks. Uh, definitely not an inside linebacker. If he was, now holy shit. He is. Uh, oh, he plays strong side. He plays strong side. Yeah, you're right. You're right there. <laughs> you're right. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, Steelers fans, go do what you got to do, guys. Browns have JOK too. Don't forget about that. Um, Cowboys are the other thing. People are going to be like, well, the Cowboys, like, yeah, they're why they got something they should be higher. Mozzie Smith, uh, you know, new guy coming in. Micah Parsons. Tackle. Micah Parsons obviously is there. I know uh, they have D, D, D Law, but. His production has been declining. Micah Parsons, while phenomenal, one of the best players in the league, uh, arguably can be argued to be the best player of his age right now with uh, comparison to Justin Jefferson. Um, he's not the entire team, and they've had issues on the defensive line. That's why they just got Mozzie Smith. So really outside of Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence, they, they don't have anything that's solidified. So we're, we're fully just going off of what Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons can do rather than the whole of the defensive line. You know, if anything, just be happy that Micah Parsons uh, and D-Law is enough to get you in the top 10 when, you know, there are some other notable pass rushers that didn't get in the top 10 and they also don't have much help around them. So, you know. That's yeah. one thing to look out for. Uh, Dolphins, I mean, Chiefs, Chiefs, very underrated defensive line, played very well done. Like, I know that their defense was an issue, but Chris Jones plays great. They've kind of, Carl George Carl Laftis is, was been was very good rotation piece. Like, they've got, they've got, they don't have the big names outside of Chris Jones, but, like, they are a very good defensive line. Dolphins, yeah, uh, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips. Everything works. I think Godshaw is still there. Uh, Christian Wilkins, that's that's one great defensive line too. So um, there you have it, top 10 defensive lines. Uh, we had the Jaguars there. Trayvon Walker, obviously very good. Uh, a couple other guys there. They were phenomenal last year, but the depth just is not there anymore that was having them Without there. Arden Key. Ooh. And uh, Clavon? Uh, God damn it. I just had his name pulled up. Dwayne Smoot. 
Yeah, without that. Yeah, Smoot. Smoot was very good. Smoot was very good last year. Yeah, so. Just lost a lot of production there. But yeah, I mean, some some things where I, I'm I just going over the list, just thinking of names. I was thinking like Giants probably be in there that I looked at the stuff and I was like, oh my God. Uh so New York, like you know, let's get get those numbers up, you know. I mean it's it's amazing that entire division, the Commanders, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and then you have the Giants. I mean, the, I mean, like the only thing I could, I mean, it's not like the cats. Not it's no Pollard could have ran all over them. I take that back. No, no, that was definitely possible last year. The one thing I'd like to comment is there is no NFC the North commies, teams though. in here. There's no NFC North team in this list. Oh yeah. No NFC North in there. Uh, Loki probably probably pretty exciting for you. You know there are some teams out there with some parts. Packers uh, are definitely debatable. I think top fifteen can merge into the top ten. I know it's that that's like a, Gary. That's a, Gary, I respect. I just you know like Preston Smith's on the down. Clark, uh, Kenny Clark, Kenny Clark, a UCLA guy. We don't like him, but yeah, yeah. We got some mutual hate there for Kenny Clark. I think Lancaster. I think they have Lancaster there. Yeah, we don't need to look into it too much. It's the Packers. You know, let's just see what Jordan Love does. You know, that that's what's that's that's. Which is the other thing I saw a tweet being like the 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 Packers offense. I think it's from PFF. They said the Packers offense is being slept on. They listed them. They go Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and then Christian Christian Watson, um, uh, Dubes, and. Luke Musgrove, they're like, like I said, the Packers offense is going to slept on it. All the comments were, yeah, I'm going to, I'm keep sleeping. It's, it's sleeping emojis, sleeping, sleeping memes, videos. Um, yeah, they're getting slept on for a reason. It's because you can take the fattest nap of your life, uh, sleeping on them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally like Kyle McCord. We don't know anything about Jordan Love. We, we do not know anything. So, well, he did play in the game versus the Chiefs and did nothing. Okay, okay. But, yeah, like... That was also the game, the Chiefs... That was also the game, by the way, the, Chief, the Chiefs gave uh, hopes. Jordan Love's mom tickets to the game and stuck her in literal rafters of the stadium. Oh, oh, I remember that. I remember, yeah. that. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, you know, th- th- things are going to happen, you know. You got to play to your competitive advantage, but... Well, with that, thank you guys so much for watching, listening, raise five stars. You can find us on TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, and on Instagram at Waterboy Pod. Follow me and Grant at Everstakes and at Waterboy Grant on Twitter. We post new TikToks every single day except for Mondays at 8 p.m. Central. You don't want to miss them. It's great content. We post new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday in the mornings. Um, yeah, make sure to uh, subscribe, follow, give us some love, interact with us, and we'll see you in the next episode. Waterboy's out.